Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 291, our seventh anniversary episode! Woo! Is there going to be music playing that's like celebrating that? <laughs> I don't know if maybe we can find something. Can you have some fireworks going off in the background? Yes. <laughs> Big applause, um, something like that. Yes. On this episode, <laughs> or is this the song Celebration? I don't know. Yeah. Can you buy the rights to that right now? I can't, I can't even get the rights to TV Party. I'm down. I can yeah. get the rights to... <laughs> On this episode, we've got a little bit of news. We'll be previewing NBC's fall TV schedule and then talking about the ninth season premiere of Doctor Who. Plus some TV recommendations because I've been traveling and haven't watched any reality TV, though I was spoiled on the winner of MasterChef by Fox's updates. Then we'll end the show answering your questions and reading your emails. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 291. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And I'm Ray. And she's Ray. And she is Ray. Happy 7th anniversary. I will say, on my time hop today, from seven years ago, my post on Facebook was, I was still using the correct grammar, where it was like, Amory is, or Amory whatever, and it said, Amory loves talking to Ray and Jason from seven years ago. Look at that. So that was, that was nice. It was timely. It was timely. Yeah, did you see the, I sent you both the very first outline? Yes. Did you see how that was detailed? Yeah, how super detailed Ray was when she put that together. Well done, Ray. That's what I'm here for. Note that I'm no longer doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a section and then a section within a section. All these lists and sublists within each thing of what what we were going to be covering, which is also, I think, why if you look at that outline why that first episode ended up being like three hours or something like that. And we cut it into two. <laughs> if you look at that thing, you would think that we would have had some kind of train of thought, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't, we never have. Yes. The, the outline is for <laughs> reference purposes only. Exactly. It's, it's more of a guide. Exactly. Of, of sorts that we try to stick to a little bit as we go through, but. But yeah, it was it was pretty interesting though. I was looking for something else regarding the podcast and found the emails from way back then, seven years ago, from the when we started this. It we basically from I think it was maybe less than three weeks or something like that from like the first email to we had an episode out. Hmm. So that was that was kind of interesting to see. Today I bought a bunch of Gatorade. Well, that's good. You got to stay hydrated in California. It seems to be my travel purchase. It was ten for ten, so I bought five. And I just thought about it because I was wondering what I was going to drink this afternoon. <laughs> hmm. And we're off, that's ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> also, I bought six different beers. I made my own six pack. Amory wants to stay to that feedback that we got. <laughs> <laughs> The meandering, you guys don't know what you're talking about, train of thought. But yeah, we'll have more about this being the seventh anniversary and about the podcast stuff when we get to the listener feedback at the end where we got a few questions. And some... I wish I could ask our, our listeners some questions. 
Well, you can't. Not related to TV, but I'm not going to. Do you want to ask them the ship question? I do want to ask them the ship question. Uh Sorry. And our news today is that Jason has another podcast. (laughs) Jason's leaving us. No, I'm just teasing. You know what? I think after this next Sunday. I think what? In two weeks, the news will be ABC's Blood and Oil has been canceled. <laughs> it could be. Anyway. It, it could well be. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I started a new podcast over at TVholic.com called the TVholic Previews, where basically I'm going through and previewing new shows as they come out. Each episode is five to ten minutes, tells you what the show is about, who's in it, who's behind it who's making the show, and then based on however many episodes I've gotten a chance to see, which for networks, network shows, broadcast shows, that's usually just the pilot. Uh, and then I give you my opinion on it, and that's an episode. And so far I've got 15 episodes out there, an intro episode, followed by 14 episodes. The first two or three are about some... Uh, summer shows where I was sort of testing out the idea and seeing how it worked. But you can find that at tvholic.com slash previews. <laughs> or we'll have a link in the show notes here at uh, TV times three as well. Cool. So that's our news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we're too early in the season. I mean, we're too early in the new fall season and the s- summer season is over for most things. Um, there's not much news out there right now. Yeah, it's sort of in that that spot where we've already gotten sort of the announcements of some of a lot of the summer shows as to yeah. what's happening with those. And then, like you said, everything starts this week. <laughs> so, yep. I don't know if there's anything that's starting this week that's cancel after one episode bad, but I'm sure by the time Amory's on next, which is only a couple weeks away. There could be something. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Uh, With that, we'll jump into the NBC Fall Preview. And we'll go through the NBC Fall schedule and talk about their new shows and what shows of the returning shows we may be interested in or excited to to have back. Uh, Start off with Sunday. Uh, Sunday is Sunday Night Football. It's already started. We're two weeks in. Sadly, my Seahawks lost in last night's yeah, game. Yeah, the Eagles are... <laughs> are we talking about the sports again? We are talking about the sports again. But that's... But that's neither here nor there. This is not the sports podcast. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> uh, welcome to Sports Times 3. Yes. Nope. Sports Times 2. <laughs> well, an Sports Times third party. 1 and a half. <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that's Sunday. We'll move on to Monday, where NBC actually has uh, uh, some shows. They literally only have football. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's the that's all they have is football. Although with the the way Thursday night football did for CBS and Sunday night does for NBC, and then what ratings for actual TV shows do, they almost probably wish they did have nothing but football. Yeah. But anyways, on Monday, but anyway, NBC has a new season of The Voice, 
starting up on tonight as we record this, September 21st, and that'll be followed by new show Blind Spot. And so Blind Spot is the new show. <laughs> I'm not watching The Voice. I haven't watched The Voice in a couple seasons. Um, but Blind Spot has earned a series recording um, tentatively. I'm always a give it a second episode kind of watcher, and I've only seen one. But I liked it enough, what I saw. She's engaging. She is, after all, my kindred spirit, having met her about eight years ago. I just think Sullivan Stapleton is super hot also. But that's not the only reason to watch it. It's an interesting story. I like the idea. I do worry that maybe it'll get into uh, too much of a, you know, tattoo of the week type situation. But for now, I'm tentatively on board. How about you, Ray? Um, This is the one show I have seen the pilot for. I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. I like her a lot. I don't know these other characters, but I like her. I do know, I mean, what's her face back at the base? That's not what it is, but... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One of the the girls back at FBI, whatever. Oh, from Growing Pains? Is that the one I know? What is the... I think you do. Um, who was the other one, though? Uh, I don't know. All right. Must be Christy Fever, then. We are very well. We're, we <laughs> know we're I'll Google it. Well, it, it, would, it wouldn't even matter if you told me, probably, unless I know for right, sure. Exactly. Anyway, I'm sorry. This is unless exactly what these... Chris feedback. <laughs> this, this is what exactly the people in the feedback are talking about. Anyway. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> I really liked it. I... I was unsure how I would feel about it. I'm, I don't know how long I can handle it, I guess. I guess it's like you said, I, it kind of depends on what they do week to week. If it becomes really a heavy week to week story, I'm not sure how long I would be in for because I'm not sure how long I could handle the week to week without learning more about things. But right, um, the blacklist moved pretty quickly, so I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it some credit. I mean, I, if not associated with the blacklist at all, just I think about shows where I felt that way. And the blacklist was one of those where I was a little concerned that it would turn into a week to week thing. And it does have week to week stories, but it addressed the other stuff pretty quickly. Right. So I'm hopeful that blind spot could do the same. Um, and I like her a lot. So is the person you recognize an older black woman or a younger white woman? A younger white woman. Okay, that's Chrissy Zebra. That's Ashley Johnson. Because Marianne okay. Jean-Baptiste, who's, I guess, the one who, at the end of the pilot, has, like, the um, her tattoo, or part of the tattoo matched up to, like, something. I mean, or, I recognize the older black woman as well. Yeah, she's what from, is she from? Without a trace. Without a trace. Is she not in another show? She was in Broadchurch. Broadchurch. Oh, okay. She was the lawyer Season in Broadchurch. Season two of Broadchurch, yeah. Correct. Right, right, right. Okay. I was like, I know her from somewhere else. Yeah. I'm sure this is all fascinating to you listeners. Yeah. Anyway. Did you like how I thought you got those two women met, like confused too? Yes. <laughs> anyway. As if I could have confused those two women. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, I really, I enjoyed the action that I got in the pilot. I enjoyed <laughs> the mystery that's there. Ray I enjoyed the action she got. <laughs> Um, I enjoy her as a character. Like I, I know it's bad to say it these days, but I like the strong female leads. 
And I don't really mean strong because she has a clear vulnerability here where she doesn't know who she is, whatever. Um, So she's not like strong, strong, but I enjoy a female lead who has an interesting backstory. So it gave, I mean, it it doesn't like feel like alias in the sense of it feels like alias. I just mean (laughs) like in the, in the, her being the main, I'm not sure if she actually is the main character, but her being the main character, um, and kind of the, it wasn't really spy-like, but the kind of, that kind of story in there, like the FBI kind of story, whatever, kind of made me feel a little bit like Alias, so. I don't know. I think her and Stapleton are sort of, it's sort of dual leads. Yeah. Right. That's what I meant. I, I, I realized after I watched it that it felt more like he's just as much a lead as her. They haven't been pushing it that way, but that's how it feels. Well, if you have her in nothing but tattoos, I mean, what are you going to put on the poster? <laughs> I don't know. Sully's pretty freaking hot. I'd put he him is. on the poster. Well, he is, you know, sort of in the background <laughs> looking at yeah. her. Um, I get it. But yeah, I, I like Blindspot as well. I th- It does have that kind of cheesy sort of big mystery type of thing that in there that could, like you said, Ray, it could, you know, it could become completely dumb from week to week. But I it but it also I I thought it felt a lot like the blacklist in that like sort of towards the end of the episode where he's like this is just the beginning it felt a lot like you know Red saying I've got you know like hundreds of people on this list right type of thing and so there's there's lots of things to track down uh, but it did feel like each while you're you might get like the tattoo of the week or the thing of the week it felt like because of sort of this big conspiracy or whatever's going on here, or whatever, why ever, why this happened to her, uh, that you're going to get, I mean, we get little glimpses in this first episode. And so I think we're going to probably get that going forward and that each thing that they're sort of tracking down each week is a piece to the bigger thing. So it's not where all of a sudden they're just going to be, investigating something that has nothing to do with with the with the overall thing it seems like at least each thing that's the mystery of the week is going to be tied into the bigger mystery and potentially unlock you know a new piece of something that she remembers or or mm-hmm. something like that of course we're all basing this on just seeing the pilot sure sure but that's what that's sort of the hope based on what seeing the pilot. And then I thought that they had, there was a lot of good action uh, sequences in it. They're both obviously good at, at doing those things from mm-hmm. past work. Uh, so that should be, that should always be good from week to week. And I'm, I'm sort of hooked by, you know, the mystery and why this, why this all happened in addition to, I mean, look, I watched prison break the whole time through. Yeah, I, but I so thought I'll she stick was with pretty the story good. about tattoos. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Uh, but I thought she was good at providing this yeah. both like she could kick some ass, but then also the vulnerability and the Absolutely. like what is going on in this situation, and so I, I think I'm, I'm definitely on board for. Yeah, I think that's all three that of us saying we're we're tentatively all on board. Yeah, so that's my- as with all shows. Don't judge us by our judgment of well, the pilot. Well, when you only get when you only get a pilot, you can you know 
you can only go so so far there, but yeah. But based on that, yeah, be checking that out. All right, so that's Blind Spot on Mondays. We'll move on to Tuesdays, which Tuesdays are a little bit all over the place with the way that they're scheduling it because of of the voice. But basically, we have the voice starting up on the twenty second, uh, and then that'll be. And then, but we already had uh, best time ever with Neil Patrick Harris start up on the fifteenth. That'll be moving uh, time slots as of the twenty ninth, and then we have Chicago Fire ending out the night as of October thirteenth, and then we have uh, Chicago Med showing up on the night as of November seventeenth. So Tuesday nights are sort of all over the place. Mostly, I won't be. I don't think I might check out Chicago Med when it when it comes out because I've checked out the pilots of the other Chicago-based shows. So, and I usually check out the pilots of most things. Well, here's my advice: if you've only checked out the pilot and not watched any other part of the <laughs> Chicago shows because you don't like them, Chicago Med is going to be the same show, but in a hospital. Yeah. Well, it's not that I don't like them. Well I, done crossovers i just haven't fit them they just weren't what i was interested in at the time i didn't mm-hmm. think they were bad i just wasn't interested in those types of shows at the time but i'm sure you will be happy to oh, have a third 100%. show in the 100 <laughs> in the chicago because the thing i love most and i've said this a million times and i will repeat myself a million times the thing i love is how <clears throat> deftly they handle their crossover episodes these people all live and work in the same town. They date each other on each other's shows. They're obviously going to show up at the same bar where they all hang out with. If they're friends, they're obviously going to show up places together. They're going to support people. Like, I really like that occasionally someone from Med will be on fire, will be on PD. I love how they handle that. They're shows that I don't need to pay attention to so much. They're not, like, real deep thinkers. And I like that. And I like having some mindless entertainment on my TV. And a lot of them boys are real cute. So... There's my take on why I'm watching all the Chicago shows. Well, they all fit very synergistically, like cops and fire showing up to hospital to the hospital all exactly. the time and Exactly. And police and fire are at the same place all the time and so Now I realize that some of the characters have gone and Tori DeVito's on it now, which I don't love, but I liked the backdoor pilot that they did. I wish that Amanda Regetti was part of the cast. I guess that was a different episode. Was that it? Was Dylan Baker? Yeah. Were there two Chicago Med backdoor pilots? Because there was the Dylan Baker, Amanda Rigetti episode that I really liked. And then there was the actual like big bombing Chicago Med episode where like the cop's brother is now a doctor. At any rate, I really like it. And I'm excited to see. I mean, it's going to be same old, same old. And I like that. So for me, I have that on my DVR. Those are shows I probably will take a couple episodes and like binge on a Sunday. But they're all going to be stuff I watch. But, Ray, you don't watch them, right? I do not. And I will not be. (laughs) Did either of you check out Best Time Ever? Nope. No. (laughs) I mean, I I kind of thought maybe I would, but then... And then you didn't? (laughs) I don't know what I was doing, but I just kept... Because it was Tuesday, right? So I, I guess I was packing that I wasn't, like, paying attention to TV Tuesday. 
And all the people like reviewing it were just like, this is a train wreck. This is the worst thing that's ever been made. <laughs> so I kind of knew maybe I didn't want to watch it. So I never did. Sorry, Neil Patrick Harris. You'll still get ratings because people love you. Even though I think that Neil Patrick Harris is a little bit overexposed these days. Maybe that's why it's terrible. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not the type of show that I'm interested. I'm normally interested in. Although I, I did sort of plan on, you know, it was in a week where there wasn't a lot on, so I thought I'd at least check it out. But mm-hmm. ended up not because it's not the type of show that really, right. that really interests me. So, right. Was it a matter of you not having any interest, or you forgetting it was on, or you just not wanting to? A combination of things. I find that if I'm going to <laughs> if I'm going to watch these type of shows, I would like to wait a couple of weeks till they've had a few of them. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're live shows, so they adjust as they go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I didn't – that's part of it. The second part is what you said. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't – I don't – I have watched hardly any TV over the summer. I don't think I watched anything on NBC, so <laughs> – you're not um, alone. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> no, I did watch the Carmichael show and I love it very much. Um, I wasn't aware that it, I mean, mm-hmm. I knew cause I, cause I follow Neil Patrick Harris on like every social media thing. So I guess I knew it yeah. was out there, but I wasn't paying attention to when it was starting. And it was the evening after I had a big demo and I literally came home and crashed. So, um, I just did, couldn't care enough. I like I saw people posting on social media, and I was just like, "Yeah, I don't care." I, I think that's that. Maybe they'll shake out the kinks. Who knows? I. <sighs> yeah, it definitely seems like that type the type of show that would need a few weeks to be able to maybe incorporate some changes or figure yeah. out exactly what you're doing because you you kind of come up with a plan, but you don't really know how it's going to be received. That's, so that's Tuesdays. Tuesday. We move on to Wednesday. I got the biggest. I, I'm thinking of this as I was drinking my soda. I got the biggest soda from Panda Express today. It's only two dollars. I feel like I ripped them off. Anyway, go ahead. And, you, and you're still drinking it now. So yeah, it's been I mean, hours. That's, that's quite the deal. But you know that could be just as interesting to talk about as what NBC has on Wednesdays. They're still going with. Are, are they still going with the Women Crush Wednesday? No, thing. probably because yeah, mean, I haven't probably. seen those types of ads. They the ads that I have seen all seem to be separate for the various shows. But I'm sure once they get back into it, they'll do it again. But basically, it'll be the mysteries of Laura, followed by Law and Order Special Victims Unit, and then closing Season's, out the night. What seventeen? Yeah, cool girl. And then the night will close out with Chicago PD. The first two start up on. September 23rd and Chicago PD premieres on the 30th of September. So Amory, you'll be watching Chicago PD. And I will watch an an SVU if there's a Chicago crossover. Yes, Because it's not a show that's hard to get in and out of that. If there's a crossover where Finn's coming to Chicago, like obviously I'll watch when they have their big event series, but it's not a show that I have on my schedule. So my sister, who's been house-sitting, she may have set the DVR for it because it's her favorite show. I want to know if come the end of November, if they're going to do like a big four-show crossover. 
I know they have one plan for the big, like the three are going to do a big one, but I don't know if it involves the folks in New York yet. So there's that happening. Um, I have, I have not watched more than one single episode of Mysteries of Laura. Just the pilot. <laughs> so, yes. So I have no interest in continuing. Uh, or rather going back to get caught up to try and continue because no, just Chicago for me, really. I almost kind of want to watch the first episode of season two of Mysteries of Laura just to see what they took of any criticism. Just to see how or, bad it got? Well, just to see what they took of any criticism or whatever, because based on the the one commercial that I've seen, it almost seems like they ch- changed the show up from like what it was in the first season and well, yeah, maybe like, focusing on a different, you know, a, a certain aspect or something. They're so, gonna, I think they're not going to focus on the cop mom, mom, cop part of it all. <laughs> Like, it's really going to just be about, like, this... I, I don't know. I read something about it, but I didn't... So I was kind of interested just to see, like, what they... You know, they decided to keep the show around, but see what they decided based yeah. on, the, you know, the first episode, what they decided... I the, rely the on someone like Tara should be. previously on TV to tell me if it's worth even checking out. Spoiler alert, it won't be. Yeah, but for the most part, I don't see myself watching anything... On Wednesday nights on NBC. So I am the lone NBC watcher. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're, right, you're a real big fan of Mysteries of Laura. Yeah, a, a closet, a closeted Laura fan. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not going to be watching any of Wednesday on NBC. I feel like no one is. Like NBC is just setting themselves up for failure. Though their Chicago shows do really well, and I like them. So that's Wednesday. All right, on to Thursday. Thursday on NBC, they will have the premiere of Heroes Reborn on September 24th uh, with two episodes. And that'll be followed by the premiere of The Player, also on the 24th. And then the following week on October 1st, uh, The Blacklist will take the middle of the night spot between Heroes Reborn and The Player. And so how about... How about any of those? Do Ray, are you interested at all in Heroes being reborn? I am giving Heroes Reborn probably one episode. So, like the first Maybe. hour, or are you going to go for the the two hours? Are you going to watch hour? both? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll watch both. Um, but because, that may be it. Yeah, I would recommend I mean, watching. I, I'm not going to promise that I'm going to watch the entire hour. So if you're about to recommend that I watch the second part of the hour, we could have a problem. <laughs> well, well, that's that would be my recommendation is to watch. Is to stick it out. Is, is that the, what you're telling me? Yeah, is to if you're if you have any thought of that you might want to watch this is is to watch both episodes that premiere because they really the first one sort of jumps you back into that sort of world and gives you a little bit of about like what's happened in the time since then. But this, it isn't really until the second hour that it really sort of tells you what gives you kind of what the overarching or the overarching story or the arc of the season might be. Hmm. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. Not necessarily to me, not necessarily the best idea is to, which is why I think 
NBC ended up changing their schedule around and decided to right. do a, a two-hour premiere for the night is because they they watch the episodes and go, hmm, uh, this doesn't really give the full you, – you really need both episodes to get a greater picture as to what the 13-episode arc is. Mm. I hmm. mean – I haven't watched it yet, just because, like I said, I've been traveling. Can I mention that I've been traveling more? I was on a plane. I've been traveling. Wait, Amory, you've been, Amory. You've been traveling? Have you been traveling? I have. But I don't even know if I made it. How long did the original Heroes last? Uh, four seasons. Okay. Yeah, too I think long. I, Three seasons too long. I think I only watched to the end of season two. So I'm not even sure if it's worth going back for me. But... No, no, it's not worth going back and catching up. Is that what you mean? <laughs> no, it's, or you I'm mean going just back to the show? Oh, well, I'm giving it a shot to be as great as the first season of Heroes, which I think was first a really great, good season of TV. However, it went downhill immediately, like yeah, <laughs> immediately. So it really has to win itself back because I'm not giving it any more than maybe the two hours. Because I'm not. I think that's the interesting thing about the idea of the event series for this and the potential of, you know, if it does well, they could come back and do more. Is that if they more follow what seems like was the original idea, as in you drop you into a story, you introduce a bunch of characters, and then that story sort of completes, and then you start again with a new set of characters. I think the biggest problem they had was is that they didn't do some of the things that they did they should have done at the end of season one. And then season two was basically keeping everybody around and -hmm. trying to tell new stories when that wasn't the original idea. And so I think they ended up, you know, breaking those people back up and sending them on their way because they had this how they tell stories is about these different people and how they end up needing to come together or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they should have either left them together and told different stories or done what they originally did, which was to introduce new people. But back then the idea of sort of an anthology series type of idea wasn't probably didn't seem like that great of an idea when you had this hit show with characters that a lot of people liked it's not like you have to get rid of everybody, but you don't have to necessarily keep everybody. And so I, I kind of like the idea of this is they're introducing new people. Jack Coleman as Noah Bennett is sort of the through line mm-hmm. from the the first one, uh, which, you know, you could, you could continue to do that as you have somebody that's sort of through and some of the old heroes will pop up here and there throughout it, but it's not really totally about them. Uh, so, I've watched the first two. Well, I've watched the first three. The first one sort of feels like a Heroes episode, and it drops you back in uh, to the world, and it gives you a little bit about it, like I said. And then the second episode really uh, more so gives you more of what potentially the the arc of the season is. And it, But then it, it really isn't until episode three that they've almost fully introduced everybody, because there's still characters that you haven't quite, uh, that you don't learn about until the third episode. Yeah, but that's that's in following with how the yeah. first season of the show was set up. And so I think that there's the potential of, you know, also with it also being 13 episodes is that it, it could be tighter, more compact. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is 
this is actually potentially a, a good way to go. I was interested after after watching the the first couple episodes. There's a couple of characters that uh, are interesting. Uh, there's 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 some interesting things going in and how they tie it into. There's only a couple of characters that are interesting. No, I'm just well, the, <laughs> sorry. There's well Noah Bennett. He's always good. I mean, that's that's an interesting character. But I mean, of the new ones that they introduce within the first one, there's they're interesting on different different you know scale of things. But it was interesting enough that by the end of that, I was like, I I you know I think I'm going to check this out. I'm I like this, hmm. uh, and I watched the the next episode, and I plan on watching the at least the 13 episode run. Okay. You know, but we'll know. see what we'll see what happens. I mean, it could. <laughs> You know, five episodes in or something like that, it could just be, oh wow, this is not, you know, going anywhere interesting. But to me, it is from where we're, where we're starting back up. And like I said, I like the idea that you could tell this story, and then if it does well and you want to come back into this world, you could tell another thirteen episode story in the future, and maybe one or two characters from this pop back up in that. Right. And you have other ones, but you're telling a new thing, and you, and it's not necessarily about you know these people always going forward. But since it's taking place in the same world, you could always have them show up or partially be involved at some point or something. But sure. All right. Well, I mean, I have it on the schedule to check it out because I'm traveling. Um, I won't be home, I, and I don't know what our plan is. Amory, are you traveling? I know. I know. I haven't mentioned it because I didn't want everybody to know, but I've been traveling. So, I mean, it's something I was always interested in. And then as far as other shows on Thursday, obviously I'm watching The Blacklist because I love it. And part of that is because I just love Diego Klatenhoff, like, so much. <laughs> so much. I've loved him since his Mercy days. I remember, this is such a, an old story, but it, it relates to Diego Klatenhoff and his old show, Mercy, that he was in with Taylor Schilling. I went to the set one day. And all these people had questions. Like, he played her ex-husband. I don't know if you guys remember the show. But he played her ex-husband. And, like, nobody, everybody was there. James Vanderbeek was there. So, like, everybody's asking questions of Taylor Schilling and uh, James Vanderbeek and, like, all the big stars of the show. And I just remember having a question for Diego. I don't even remember what the question was. But his response was, really? <laughs> like, you really want to talk to me? Nobody else wants to talk to me. And that's where my love for Diego Klatenhoff started. And has continued through this. That's how you should know. Good story. Thank you. It was related to television. <laughs> I do remember that show. Didn't it have one of your favorite actresses on the show as well? Who? I'm guessing it's one of not your favorite actresses. Is my arch nemesis? Who is it? I don't remember. Michelle Trachtenberg? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she chewed gum the whole time. Oh, she was such a jerk. Anyway... Um, the whole and, time you were interviewing? Yeah, the whole time the, we were interviewing. Okay. She, she, I thought you were saying the whole time she was on the show. On the like, show. What? It was nothing but, yes. Nothing but gum nothing chewing. Nothing but chewing gum while she was helping patients, while she was on dates, while she was talking to the Hugo other nurses. Diaz was in it. Who? From Scandal. Huck from Scandal. He was in it. Anyway. I don't know who these people are. I'll be watching Blacklist. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily the best show, but it did have quite an interesting cast. Yeah, nice cast. Um, James Tupper was in it too from Men in Trees and Aisha's husband. Anyway, what were we talking about again? The Blacklist. Oh. 
Um, I'm interested to see where they go with it now that, you know, she's like persona non grata. She's the top of the list for yeah, now that guys most wanted or whatever. They're sort of on the run together. And and I'm interested to see how Tom continues to play a part because I really just love Ryan Eggold. So, Ray, I know you like that show, right? I love that show. You excited about it returning? Of course. All right. And how about the player, Amber? Um, talk about cute boys. Philip Winchester, who, how funny, and I know I'm not the first person, I'm probably the 400th person yes. to this, <laughs> that Sully is on Blindspot and Phil is on um, The Player. They're both in Cinemax's Strike Back. And now they're both leads on NBC series. And then this guys, I love them. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. And then you have you have ABC, you know, pulling from the Gossip Girl pool to populate all their shows. ABC got the short shrift. <laughs> uh, I literally have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I figured as much because, yes. I don't know. I just really – the player – I like Wesley Snipes. I don't know. I I actually think I like it more than I like Blindspot. But it's been a long time since I watched the player, so I don't know if I'm making that up. Overall, the show, I didn't like it more than Blindspot, but I think it'll have – probably bigger action stunt mm. pieces. It looks like it's going to be, um, it, it seems like they've brought, well, they've brought, uh, Philip Winchester from strike back, but I think they've brought some of the other stunt people and people behind some of the stunts from that as well. Mm. And then, you know, he's all about doing as many of the stunts himself. Yes. To the detriment. He's always like, I, I don't care if I get hurt. I'm like, well, don't hurt your face, please. Yeah, and so that's always interesting because it it does make various fight scenes or various things more interesting when you actually see the face of the actual person. Yeah, uh, doing you know they could do some more close up shots instead of uh, you know long shots or whatever or or always. <laughs> wow, this is a really great fight scene with from the back of the character the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. It's got. It's got the potentially cheesy premise of apparently this group of people that have uh, developed this system that can see big crimes coming. Basically, they have uh, the machine, the machine from person of interest, yeah, or they've already developed the technology that they're working on in Minority Report in in fifty years. But guys, I'm Minority Reporting right now. But they have that, and then basically they've decided that you know they're so rich uh, that they don't care about what <laughs> what these things are. Uh, but they're they're going to bet on them by putting somebody in play that has potentially the skills to uh, stop them. And so that Philip Winchester ends up being that player, so he's going to be getting into all kinds of things, trying to uh, stop these player. things from happen, and then. That was a reference for Kurt. That was for Kurt, everybody. <laughs> anyway. I got it. But I yep. think it I think it could be fun. I think it could work well as Heroes Reborn the Blacklist the player as a pretty solid It's a solid know, just night. Like sit back and have watch some action and Yeah. And, and, and really, so, I think it's where AB, NBC should be going. Like they should, if they they did so well with the blacklist, they really should focus on this like actiony rebranding that their network is like an action network versus trying to be anything but that. Well, that's just hurt. my. <laughs> that's my two cents for you there, uh, NBC. So, how about you, Ray? Any interest in the player? Uh, 
Yes. I mean, it's it's a temporary thing on my list, but I am interested in it because I um, like the people behind the show. Namely, Who the John, behind? John Rogers. Oh, that's yes, right. From, Leverage. From Leverage and that's Librarians. Right. So sure. I'm hoping that I will enjoy it, but... Yeah. Well, that was also an interesting thing that uh, in talking to him at Comic-Con, that uh, some of the that they some of the research that they did while they were on leverage, you know, for, they were always all the writers and everybody, they were always looking for these different crimes and different things. Uh, and so they had stacks and stacks of stuff that they never used, uh, partially because some of the stuff that they came across didn't have anything to do with really a con, uh, you know, or working a con, some sort of a con into it. Uh, but that they'll, that he may be drawing some stories from some of those things uh, that he's, you know, that that interested him but didn't fit into that show uh, into as some of the crimes on this show that they'll be trying to stop. And then I just like the way he, I just like the way he writes and stuff like that. So oh, that doesn't start till t- Thursday. I thought it started Monday, and I was like, I have to post that too. No, <laughs> it's okay. I had a little freak out for a moment. But yeah, I think, uh, like Ray said, with who's behind it, it has potential to be also have some fun because I like the way he writes and sort of, you know, the dialogue and references, sort of references and things that they, that potentially the characters could be making here uh, that will also uh, make it fun in addition to the action. Right. So that's Thursday. All right. On to Friday. Friday will be undateable. Undateable live. uh, Starting up on the 9th of October. And then the following week, it'll be followed by new show. Truth be told uh, starting up on the 16th. I couldn't roll my eyes harder. If you guys had seen what I was doing right now, I just hurt my face. And then it'll be followed by that. Those two will be followed by grim, which will return on October 30th. And then dateline NBC will close out the night. What were you rolling your eyes to? Truth be told is terrible. What is what is it? Truth be it's told. Mark Paul Gosselar, who deserves so much better than the show. And uh, Tone Bell, who used to be on Whitney. And I don't really know how to explain it further than that, other to say it's just like a really generic, terrible comedy. Well, the thing about it is, is it looks like it wants to be about something. Like, it wants to be what the Carmichael show is already. Mm-hmm. which is about something it wants to take on issues and stuff, but it takes them on in such just an unfunny and unoriginal way. It's just very, <laughs> the most interesting thing I found about it is that it's going to be on at the same time as Dr. Ken. Yeah. <laughs> and so literally two of the worst shows that are coming this fall are in the t- same exact time slot on Fridays. Let's be real. They're not two of the worst shows that are coming this fall. They're two of the worst shows that maybe have ever been made. But I'm focusing on just, just the, which makes them the worst of this fall by default. Yes. But yeah, it just the the other thing about the show is while it is, you know, it's filmed the, the way that it's filmed, the set pieces all made it feel fake. And mm-hmm. uh, the situations that they were that they were doing it was the the one thing i (laughs) am watching this is there's a they they may be hiring the hot babysitter uh, but then they also 
find out that she may also be doing online porn. And the thing that, that while watching this and how unfunny and everything this was, it made me think how much I enjoyed Significant Mother earlier this week that had a similar pot, plot line. Mm-hmm. And it shows you how you can take <laughs> the cliche and still do something interesting with it. And that show did, and this show didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it it is – everything about it just was not good. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I expect – this is my prediction for everybody. I expect that this show will be gone before the calendar year is up. And I bet you we have new Carmichael show episodes before – the season is up like before the in season September to June or May season. I bet you Carmichael's back on the air, which good. Um, and also I'm excited about undateable, but I think the live might, the live thing might be, it might, the novelty might wear off quickly because what was exciting was that it was an hour long, uh, you know, live thing that hasn't been done in a while. And, um, these guys are great at live, you know, comedy and that kind of thing. But then do it every week. It's like, well, there's no excitement. Huh. So I don't know. I don't know. Saturday Night Live has been getting away with it for quite some time. I know, but it's not. Saturday Night Live is different every week. This yeah. is going to be a com. It's different. It's not sketch shows. Yeah, that they're still going to be trying to tell story, you know, some story arcs. And it, yeah, you would hope having some sort of character progressions and stuff like that, but just doing the things live. And you can't have like your famous friends just be the guest stars every week. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's a lot of what made the, the hour long live episode good too. Yeah. was, was all of the, the cameos that popped up. Yeah. So that'll, that one will be interesting to see. I mean, apparently NBC is also in the midst of developing a live version of law and order. So yeah, I don't. I don't know about that, but, but yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm at least glad that it's still going to be around. That Undateable is going to be back because it is a fun show. Uh, so, and I would be, I'd be more than happy to have an hour block of Undateable and the Carmichael show. For sure. And I'm behind on Grimm, but I'll catch up and watch it. I've got time on that one. I don't love what they've done with Juliet, and I don't love that whole storyline. Um, so I hesitate to get caught up following up on that. I can't watch Dateline live by myself because I'm always convinced that even if the murderer is dead or in jail, that they're then coming for me. Just never fails. <laughs> I think for sure I'm next. So you should probably just not watch it all. So well, Dateline's thing is they're always like, don't watch it alone. And I'm like, yeah, I and know. You're just like, don't tell me what to do. I'll watch it alone if I want. And then I watch it alone, and it's like, well. And then you're huddled underneath a a blanket, wondering what every sound is. Yes. All right. Well, that that's Friday. I will be watching Grimm as well when it when it comes back. I do like that show. And then Saturday, NBC will have Dateline NBC. So I'm not watching NBC on Saturday. <laughs> uh, followed by. Uh, Saturday Saturday Night Live classic reruns, which seemed to work relatively well for them last season, so that'll be so that'll be Saturday. NBC. So, so what do you think, sort of overall of about the the NBC schedule, Amory? I think it's pretty sad. 
I mean, aside from the Chicago shows that I'm obviously watching. That's about it. Yeah, for me, I let's see. I'll be watching, well, five shows, I guess. I'll be watching the Thursday night lineup and then Blind Spot and Undateable and Grimm once it turns once it comes back. So I guess six shows. Uh, but yeah, there's not since I don't watch things like The Voice and, and stuff, and I'm not watching the Chicago shows, and that's going to be a major part of the lineup. Basically, shuts out Tuesdays and Wednesdays for me on on mm-hmm. NBC. So, Ray, I don't think you're a fan of much on NBC. I'm not. I mean, I have four shows on my list, but three of them are temporarily on my list. <laughs> <laughs> And three, three of them are new, so that's... That's what I mean. Yeah. They're only temporarily on my list because they have to earn a spot, so yeah. So, we'll so see. Yeah, so that tells, you, that tells you where things are at for NBC, but I also thought it would be interesting to find out what shows from the other networks, Ray, what, what, things, have, uh, what things have come across your radar, Ray, what from other networks are getting that uh, temporary slot for, to be checked out. So on, I'm going like starting Monday to Sunday, I guess. Okay. Um, Life in Pieces on CBS. And that's all because of Colin Hanks. Love him. I'm not sure how I feel about the show, but I love him. So Um, Supergirl on CBS. We already talked about Blindspot. I mean, Supergirl is kind of an obvious one, right? Because I'm all about (laughs) superhero chicks. So I'm good with Supergirl. Um, I mean, it's a temporary. I have to decide how I like it, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I guess all of these are like that, except this next one that I'm going to say is even more so. Like I have a question mark beside it because I'm not sure. I feel like maybe I watched some kind of extended preview for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I feel like I watched something because I feel like I've seen more of it than I have anything else. Their preview was pretty – like. Pretty long. Yeah, it was pretty long. Okay, so maybe it was that that I watched, but I and I'm I'm really not sure about it. I've heard good things. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard good things. Yeah, I'm really not sure, but I have it on the list. It just has a little question mark, as in really not sure. Um, (laughs) Then I have the Muppets on ABC because the Muppets, and I've really loved all of the uh, promos they've done for them. So. I'm just I'm just a fan in general of promos where people from other shows interact with people from other shows, or even the stars. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, well, I think we're going to get a lot of that actually on the show. So that'd be great, especially Nathan Fillion having an affair with um, Piggy. Miss Piggy. Uh, yes, I love the. Do you watch Castle? <laughs> yeah. Back in the bunker. 151 hours later, it's an Emmy. Um, <laughs> grandfathered on Fox mm-hmm. because John Stamos is a hottie. The Grinder on Fox. Good. I was going to say, please tell me you have The Grinder on there. I do. Um, because Fred Savage, of course. Yeah. Now, this one I know I've heard bad things about, but I like the ladies involved, so Angel from Hell on CBS. I don't know why you heard bad things about it. It's my favorite show. The fall. Okay. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some bad or some sort of bad I've reviews for it too, but but I and I really liked it. Kyle Bordheimer, guys. Yes. <laughs> He's my favorite in everything. Then 
Um, Heroes Reborn, we already talked about. That's truly a temporary. Um, the Player, and then oh, this Player one is Stars. Player. It's not Network. Never mind. Oh, Ash. Ash. Yeah, yeah. Which duh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anybody had to know that was probably on my list, but yeah. and that's it. That is literally my list of new shows. You're not racing to watch Blood and Oil starring Ben Johnson. I'm not racing to watch that. No interest in Quantico. I don't even know what Quantico is. Oh, it's about Quantico. What? <laughs> Thanks for that <laughs> clarification. It's about like it's basically Grey's and Grey's Academy, Grey's Anatomy. Well, it it has that aspect. It has that aspect to it because but there's it, also a very it, good mystery to it. Yes, there's a there's a mystery element, and there was a terrorist attack, and it looks like. One of I don't the, know these shows. Yeah, well, it looks like one of the recruits from this class is is possibly behind it, and mm-hmm. so it's going back and forth between. It's following one person as, she, and it goes back and forth between the two timelines, following the investigation of the present day thing, and then also seeing learning about these people while they were at Quantico, but it has. But it, has, take that as a no. <laughs> but it has a kick-ass female lead, so I she thought is actually maybe, really cool. Maybe you would be interested. Who is it? Uh, it's Priyanka Her name Chopra. Is Priyanka Chopra. Okay, thanks. <laughs> she was Miss Universe, and she's like a huge Bollywood. Yeah, she's um, she's huge in India. Uh, thanks. So uh, she um, narrowed I'm down for you. I'm happy that there is a Indian star, a female Indian star, on network TV. I will say that. I have no interest in a. Terrorist story. <laughs> I'm over them. Um, I'm, in general, as you probably could tell from the list, mostly over dramas. So there were mm-hmm. very few dramas on my list. And the ones that are there have the temporary thing next to them. <laughs> um, so. I think you should do me a favor um, and go back okay. and watch the Carmichael show. Okay. Is that so a comedy? Should... Yes, it's a comedy. It's very funny. From the summer? Yes. It aired the last three weeks of the summer. It was renewed for season two. And like I said, I think it'll be back on in this 2015-2016 season. All right. I'll only, only six episodes, so easy. Yeah, super easy. Easy to catch up um, Are they online? Probably. Are they, are they on demand? Yeah, I think they are. Okay. Um, okay, good. I've made, it, I've made her watch it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said I will go check it out. I <laughs> committed to watching. But okay. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you're more about the returning Brooklyn Nine-Nine and all that stuff. Yeah, almost everything on my returning list is also comedies. <laughs> and I so. love Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you guys. Yes. <laughs> I just had to say that again. I just love it. Did you watch uh, the first I episode did. back? I did. not say anything further yeah. other than I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. If you don't want to have your ears cut off, I would suggest you not. Ray's going to send a knife through the uh, through Skype, guys. Um, That's the yeah. When you see the knife emoji show up in the text, you'll know that you should cut it. <laughs> so that's that with that. And what's next? Prime time. Prime time. We have one show that I didn't watch. <laughs> Hold please. It's called <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> show nobody's ever heard of okay, this new show is called Doctor Who season 9 episode 1 or I guess series 9 episode 1 The Magician's Apprentice yeah, I really liked how that? you giggled through that Amory that was very good 
Was I not supposed to? No, that was just in reference to the next segment. Uh, basically uh, how I talk. Yes. Um, uh, was Missy in it? Yes. Oh, I don't love her. So what did you think, Ray? Well, one, I'm not sure how I think until I see the next episode. Yeah, because it really is like part one of, of two. Yes, and, and I would like to celebrate something that sounds horrible, but I'm afraid that I cannot celebrate it because I am afraid it will not take. But, um, both Missy and Clark Clara were killed in this episode. Well, oh, theoretically. <laughs> disintegrated, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, but I somehow believe that that's not actually what happened. It's not actually going to. Well, she may be leaving the show. I don't think she's leaving the show as of the first episode. All right. You are very lucky that somebody has already said that to me, or I would be chopping your ears off right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I forgot. Thank you. Somebody else has already spoiled me on that, so. In a show when you have a giant blue time machine, is anybody really dead, you know? Yes, because he's not allowed to mess with that timeline Uh, like that. There are rules, Jason. Um, God, Jason. Which, however... I enjoy the show for some reason, but am almost always completely lost as to what's going on. I'm always, <laughs> I always feel like there's something that I've completely forgotten. Like when somebody shows up on screen or something happens that I'm, it's that it's making reference to something that this would be really awesome if I remembered that person or remembered that thing. Uh, that seems to happen a lot. Uh, but I, like I said, I always enjoy the episodes. They're, they're, they're always fun. Well, let's be real. In They're this not- episode, although the thing I didn't understand was <laughs> you had was you had the snake guy going all over the place searching for the doctor, and then once the doctor is found, then we find out that the guy that's been you know <laughs> is is a Dalek, and so didn't they know where he was all along? I don't understand. I was I'm just going to for a second to say that even if I had watched, you would have no idea what I was spoiled, talking about. I have no idea what that meant, so I'm not going to remember. Okay, anyway, well, he, go ahead. the doctor you will remember once you under, once you see it. Well, the doctor is off someplace, sort of by himself, but he, you know, in I don't know, back in the past. So it's he's got this guy that will do whatever you know that's will do whatever he wants uh, because he saved his life and. And then you come to find out at the end of the episode that he's not an actual person, that he's a Dalek. And then. Yeah, but he may have needed to stay how he was to get the. It didn't mean that. I, I don't know. I, I think it's something about how they have to stay that way to trick him or whatever. So it may not have been like that he could say where the doctor was because that would be giving away something. I don't know. I suppose it guess. just seemed like it just seemed like a thing like, oh, here's a here's a surprise twist. And I was like, then why was this guy going all over the place looking for the doctor and nobody could find the doctor? Well, but apparently all, the I'm, doctor was found. I'm not entirely sure that he was necessarily entirely looking for the doctor so much as also gathering the doctor's friends. Because the friends are an important like as the yeah, guy I guess says so, later setting in the episode. Up the, Setting yeah. it up so that they would come looking for him. Correct. Because later in the episode, he specifically says the way to get to him is through his friends. So 
I think that's probably what we're seeing there is that they were setting the friends up so that they could get the friends. And then um, the other guy was under deep cover to try and find the TARDIS, which clearly up until that point, the doctor hadn't revealed where it was. So he needed to stay undercover to find it. Right. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed the episode itself, I guess, which is, you know, an improvement. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to watch the next episode and see how I feel because this season is a little bit of a watch and see because of how I felt about last season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I love the show in general, so I, I have a hard time not watching it. But um, as we all know, I had some issues with the doctor and the companion. So, um, boy, tell him. Right. So, yeah. So we'll see how it goes from here. Um, I thought the hands with the eyes, I can't remember what they called them right now. That was super creepy. <laughs> it was super creepy. Um, I can't remember what they were called right now, but it's bothering me. Sand hands? No, that's not what they were. Um, they were hand binds. Hand binds. That's what it was. Thank you. It was creepy, creepy. Amory. It, it was creepy. Um, I like that. Like, I like it when they introduce something like that, that's kind of new and creepy. And I hope that we maybe see them again sometime. Cause now that they've introduced it, it could be creepy for it to show up later. And yeah, I mean, I liked Missy in this one. She was pretty really? snarky. Was and, well, in this one, she's not, I don't, I don't know. She's if not you quite still as, her. She's a little bit re- more reserved in this episode. She's not quite over the top. But she's snarky, so I liked her little – I mean, you know, she killed some people, so I guess I shouldn't like her. <laughs> and I mean, I think I guess I liked Missy and Clara together. Okay. Because um, they're mostly together for the time. So I kind of liked the way they played off each other, ironically enough. Um Anyway, so I don't know. I'm a little uncertain about how I feel about the going into this series. I guess I will see, wait and see what happens next week in the conclusion of what happened this week. Okay. I know that was... And I'll get caught up eventually. Sure you will. <laughs> I'm going to have so much TV to get to watch this weekend. Yes, what if are... If I can't get home. Yeah what, are you, yeah, what are you planning to watch in your bunker Oh my god! In your TV bunker. Well, it's funny you should say TV bunker because technically my whole county is like in lockdown because the Pope's in town. So no streets are open. No trains are running. Like, I don't even know if I can get home from the airport because the Pope's in town. So I may just be watching from the floor of Philadelphia International with my laptop. But, uh, I'm going to try and watch everything. I mean, luckily, thank God it was a good week to be out here because I did see most of the new shows and a lot of the season premieres early. You know, so I can delete them off the DVR this weekend and not worry about catching up unless they're really funny, like Fresh Off the Boat, which I'm going to watch 8,000 more times. But God, there's going to be so much. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to sleep. I'll tell you that. All right. Well, that was... Prime time. I have no reality check because, as I mentioned, I didn't watch any of it. Except I do know who won MasterChef. Is that because you've been traveling, Emery? It is. 
you've picked up on it. You figured me out. Um, I do know who won MasterChef, and I'm very happy about who won MasterChef. I just wish, Claudia, I just wish that I had been able to experience her winning without seeing it on Twitter from Fox's official account before it even aired on the West Coast. Parentheses, I'm on the West Coast. <laughs> you get not getting a little taste of what it's uh, what it's exactly. like. Exactly, what it's like to live out here and be spoiled on everything. So reality will return when I'm back the next time. And now it's time for TV recommendations. That was our introduction. Okay. That's our new, seven years in, we got a new introduction for the TV Well, to be fair, we haven't really done TV recommendations as a whole. That's true. It used to just be TV on DVD. Um, My recommendation is more important than any recommendation I've ever given. (laughs) Selling this show, and Jason hated it, but I'm selling it so big. I didn't hate it. I just... There is a show coming to Hulu. October 7th, parentheses, the day after my birthday. So write that down. You guys, if you've been listening for seven years, you already know my birthday is in 15 days from today. But you should just remember, October 7th, casual on Hulu premieres. It stars Tommy Dewey, who played one of Mindy's boyfriends. I forget his name on the show. Josh, who was a sports agent, who was not a great guy. And then Michaela Watkins, who was the bitch, please, lady from SNL, who I loved. Uh, obviously, from Trophy Wife, right? Um, Jackie, was that her name? And they play brother and sister, and they just have a really dysfunctional family, but they're best friends, and then they're both kind of emotionally stunted. And it's just so emotionally dark, but really funny. And I, here's my story. I intended to start watching it at 1030 on a Saturday. And said to myself, all right, I'll watch the pilot. And then I went to bed at 3.45 a.m. Because I watched all 10 episodes that Hulu made available because I couldn't get enough. It's from Jason Reitman. It's from Liz Tegelar. It's from People I Love. And there's this really good guy. There's a guy in it who plays a teacher. I know his name. Hold, please. I got to find his name. Because I need to call him out specifically because he's awesome. My TV recommendation is that you... I don't know, you can't really, like, set your DVR, but I guess you can put it on your... There's a queue on Hulu, right? Or if you're using the TV Showtime app, you can pop it into that and... Uh... Exactly. Patrick Husinger, he was um, he was in A to Z for one episode and Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce for nine episodes. He plays her brother. He was in Bones for one episode and Castle for one episode. Like, he's just, like, a guest star in all these shows. I just love him, and I love him in the show, and I love this show, and I never want to be without this show, and I hope you all watch it. It's not that I hated it. I think the thing is, is it falls more into the category of, like, the HBO Showtime type shows, mm-hmm. where you go into it because it's a half an hour and because they sort of say it's a comedy – it's a dark comedy. It's not. A you go in true expecting a, a half hour comedy, and it's more of a half hour family dramedy. And it's so good. And I, while I I did like, there were a couple of scenes like I I I really did like the scene when he's when they both go out on a date at the same place, and mm-hmm. his date 
and all the Lisa things third, yeah. and all the things that she's saying and his reactions to him. That was kind of humorous. But it also had a couple of scenes where it was just like, hey, look, we're being outrageous to try and be funny that I didn't find funny uh, in the at the beginning of the episode. And so I, I think it it there's like you said, there's some good performances and I like the people in it. Uh, but I think partially it was going into it with an expectation of comedy and then it being it's not, my kind of comedy. It's a dark really a comedy. comedy. It's a you're the worst. Yeah. It's always sunny kind of dark comedy. But yeah, I think, yeah, if you like those type of shows uh, or, you know, if you think, the, you know, those types of shows are, are good or, or whatever, which is the type of comedy that Amory and I tend to differ on. So, yes. So that's, that's Amory's recommendation. Yes. And then my recommendation is The Flash uh, season one, which hits Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, as of uh, tomorrow, as of this recording, or yesterday, as of the first day you could be listening to this recording, uh, Tuesday, September 22nd, uh, I quite enjoyed the first season of The Flash, and if you haven't watched, I think it's well worth checking out. Season and... 2 premieres on October 6th, which is what, listeners? Yes. Amory's <laughs> birthday! That is quite the present that the CW has, well, has given you. Uh... I don't love it as much as you guys love it, but I do like iZombie. <laughs> I don't love iZombie. I like it, but it's a good enough present. But that's uh, that's my recommendation, but I also concur, as I think Amory does as well, with Ray's recommendation, which is... The 100 on Blu-ray or DVD. Man, I would have been disappointed if you really decided to put the arrow... Digital <laughs> Like if Jason was like, I think we both agree, and then you're like, Arrow, I would have been like, God damn it. No, but I agree with you. Continue. I should have said the 100 once you said that, but I wasn't fast. I mean, not the 100. Arrow. Whatever. Whatever. DVD, Blu-ray on the 23rd of September. Perfect. Um, slash digital HD. So as I was telling Amory earlier, you buy it on the Blu-ray or the DVD, and then you get the digital version as well so you don't just get one here's the world here's the reason she's telling me this because i basically was like ray you gonna buy it so i can watch it <laughs> i just want to give the background <laughs> well there's also something so that i mean it doesn't really help you with your dvd problem amory but it allows you to get something that you can put on the shelf and then also have access to digital that's true i'm just gonna say one thing amory oh god that you kind of have a hookup in this case, and I don't know why you're not. Oh, you don't have it for the one you were asking about, though. So never mind. You do, though, but it's okay. I do. But, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's neither here nor there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now I really am giggling. <laughs> I know. Anyway, I do recommend The 100 because I love it. And it's a great I love show. it, too. And I actually just started rewatching it while I was working in the evenings. And it, the first few episodes are actually better than I remember, which sounds weird, but like, it's not like I remember them being bad. I just remember them not catching me as much until I got further in. But now this that I watch two, it, yeah. now that I go back and watch it, well, sure, I was really into season two. You know what I mean? But that, that's... Oh, you mean like, from the like, beginning. Okay. Right. You know what? I remember not having, like, liking it, but not quite being 100% sold on it from the first couple episodes. It, I had to, I, not that I struggled so to speak, but I really did have to kind of force myself to stick with it 
and then was so glad that I did and was like so justly rewarded for doing that. So I remember that. I feel the same. Um, yes. But when I go back and rewatch it, like I, I thought the, like the first couple of episodes were actually a lot better than I. Maybe that's because you love the characters now. Probably. Cause now I look at, like, I don't remember these things about the characters. So now that I'm rewatching it, I'm like, Oh, I don't actually remember this scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now it has more context. Um, by the way, I was wrong. I just realized I had to look something up. This is not actually out till the 13th of October, so I apologize, everybody, that I just got your hopes up. <laughs> That's okay. I knew it was odd because I didn't think it would be out on a Wednesday. But um, when you corrected my season, I realized, wait a minute, I looked at season one. So, sorry. So, slight correction, October 13th. But I won't be on the podcast before then, so I'm going to tell you now. So that's raised <laughs> in perpetuity. That's raised uh, <laughs> recommendation. All right. I mean, season one is available right now if you'd like to go get that. I will still take late birthday presents. October 13th is only a week late. I'll take it. It's in your birthday month. Exactly. I celebrate the whole month. Oh, I've had. Anyway. All right. Anyway. Speaking of celebrating. Speaking of celebrating. Celebrate good times. Come on. Are we going to get docked for that? Are they going to charge us money? Because <laughs> I just sang celebration. Yeah, celebration. I think it has to be long, longer than that, right? Does it have to be like 30 seconds or something? That's what she said. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I made the worst. Well, no. I set myself up for a major. That's what she said at lunch yesterday. A spoon was put down in front of me, and I said, I don't think it's going to fit in my mouth. <laughs> and my lunch <laughs> companion said that's what she said and we <laughs> laughed right you'll understand you'll appreciate why i think it's hysterical that that happened because of my lunch companion um but anyway that was neither here nor there it just made me laugh hysterically because i was like it's not gonna fit in my mouth uh listener feedback <laughs> i thought that was, transition. Great, that was a great segue <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. Am I reading this whole thing? Okay. Via Twitter, Carl Brand, he's been a guest before, correct? He has. Uh, at my Vogan Poetry wrote, I think I've been listening to it TV Times 3 since before you even started. Um, I always enjoy them. And also, I would love to hear the thing you enjoy most about TV criticism and podcasting and the thing you dislike most. Okay. The booze? <laughs> well, thank you, Carl, for... <laughs> For yeah. listening all this time, and I was wondering who was listening to my thoughts inside my head before <laughs> before we actually started the podcast, so now I know who it is. As for your question, yeah, well, the thing I enjoy about the about podcasting is in, and in doing this podcast is I get to talk to all my friends and then also make new ones. Mm -hmm. uh, and then be able to talk about TV because uh, I've said it before in, you know, where I work and various things. Nobody watches nearly as much TV as I do or the type of TV that I that I watch. Like probably my best friend, she watches a lot of stuff on PBS or Animal Planet. <laughs> and so... <laughs> and various various things like that. So we don't have a lot uh, to talk about TV-wise. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Jason's not judging you for your PS, PBS watching. No, no. I, have, I feel bad for this person. No, I'm just saying that <laughs> I don't watch 
a lot of right. the shows on PBS. I don't either. I'm not saying that they're – I mean, this is where Downton Abbey is. I mean, the only thing I watch is when Sherlock shows up on PBS. So I'm just saying, scripted-wise, the only thing that she probably wa- tends to watch are the, you know, the mysteries and things like that that show up on PBS. And, uh, and then a lot of, you know, sort of – you know, if it's about like dog training or or some such thing <laughs> on on one of the various cable channels or something, uh, it, those those types of shows. And so, I'm just saying that I don't watch either of those. So, understood. The thing is, is that the podcast has allowed me to be able to have an outlet to talk about all these shows. Oh, for sure. Uh, and that's that's one of my favorite things uh, about it. As for what do I like about TV criticism? I don't know. I've I like that uh, having done this and the blog and stuff like that for a while it afforded me the ability to be able to see things early so that I can sort of play amateur TV critic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, for me, it's the same thing. I like that we get things ahead of time and I can kind of play on my schedule a little better. I like that aspect. I like free stuff. I like booze that they <laughs> offer me at parties. Which, who didn't expect that answer from me? If you've been listening for six, seven years... You knew that was my answer. Yes. What do I dislike about it? <laughs> invited to I dislike the fact that I don't sleep sometimes because I watch too much TV. And I dislike the fact that there's a lot of politics involved and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Incidentally, some of my worst enemies are in podcasting and blogging. <laughs> I didn't know that Gabrielle Union blogged. And <laughs> <laughs> I actually, as I was saying that out loud, I was thinking about Gabrielle Union and how <laughs> she really is my arch nemesis. You didn't hear about Gabrielle Union and Michelle Trachtenberg starting up their TV <laughs> Times Two podcast? I didn't. Every Camry like, hates. That's what they call it. That's what their podcast is called. Everybody and everything Camry hates. People with bad American accents are on there. That's uh, the guest every week. That's the guest every week in their bad American accent. So Sully Stapleton, love you to death, but I can tell you're not from America. With that hidden American, or you're, I guess he's British or is he Australian? He's not great at it. Sorry. I guess it should be bad accents in general. Sorry, Katie Sadal. <laughs> but anyway. yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, the thing I dislike, I don't know, well, is editing, but, <laughs> or having to, is, is any of that type of stuff. Uh, but TV criticism wise, I think is uh, sometimes feeling like you need to watch a show even though you're not really enjoying it yeah that's not the greatest so but i've i've i think i've gotten better at that of dropping things where uh, which is why i still have only seen like into season three of of mad men is because i stopped trying to watch shows that i really wasn't interested in no matter how many times people told me they were the best thing on tv so i i think that's that's sort of the the downside of it. And also sometimes uh, if you are watching something because you are going to be podcasting about it or you are going to be wa- writing a review of it, it's sometimes you do watch it a little differently, Some maybe sometimes. Uh, and But I, I try to still just, you know, sit back and and relax and watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not sitting there taking notes. Uh, which I know some people do uh, going through. I have never taken a note in (laughs) eight years of doing this. Maybe it shows, but I have never taken a note. And and everybody listening goes, 
That explains so That much. explains a lot. Hey, I follow the, the timeline or whatever. I don't need notes when Jason handwrites it every week. <clears throat> I believe it's about the show's part. Okay. Um, anywho. You know what? Earlier, you I was like, like you know that like... girl? <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that um, girl from that thing. She was in that other thing. You know, I mean, that's more me than you, but. Um, well, I'm not really in TV criticism. <laughs> I mean, I'm podcasting, you know, once a month, but I'm not really in this anymore. So I guess I can speak more to what I miss are, and I don't really miss them because I still talk to them, um, the friends I've made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the opportunities, like I really do enjoy um, watching TV shows get made and things like that. So like some of the opportunities you get as a TV critic yeah, some of the yeah set visits and things like that. Yeah, like I I miss those things because I actually really enjoyed them. I mean, I guess that sounds obvious to anybody out there, but which is where Ray and I met was on a set visit for Psych. So true. Which Psych? Oh, I miss Psych. <laughs> um, sorry, and and just in general, the friends you meet and getting to hang out with the friend, like doing those things and getting to hang out with those people and do those things with those people. So. The thing I dislike the most is probably the reason I stopped. Uh, <laughs> one, the the what Jason was just talking about the the need you feel to constantly keep up and watch everything, which I just got to the point of overload and didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably that showed and still shows to some degree since we've had feedback that says <laughs> well, it sounds like I don't care. It sounds like Ray doesn't watch TV. <laughs> well, and you're not quite wrong. Um, I mean, I think I actually care about the TV that I watch now more than I did for several years here while I was podcasting and blogging because now when I watch something, I watch something because I like it. So I keep watching it. But then that's also bringing you on once a month. We get get a look at something from more of a regular TV viewer. Like that's why I wanted to do the segment on this as to somebody who's not following it like Amory and I are, what shows have, you know, you come across in just your, uh, and, Correct, and, and inter- interest you. And so that's, I, I think. True, that's, but that's, I wouldn't be that way if I had not given, if I had not yeah. given up. And that's my point. Like I, I think some of it was the race in TV criticism. It's the race to get your thoughts up before anybody else, because mm-hmm. much like anything, um, it's all about hits and things like that, which I don't particularly care for. Like my site never had ads, things like that. So it's hard to keep up with people who, do that stuff and therefore post all the things that they have to rush to get up. And I'm not saying it about any, like I'm saying in general, I just, that was never my approach to it. So once I started to feel myself doing that all the time, it stopped being something I enjoyed doing. So I guess that would Mm -hmm. be directly something I didn't like. And I guess I never really cared about the criticism side of it. I always just wanted to share my love for TV shows like I'm, I don't, I'm not dying to be a TV critic. I'm not dying to actually do this for a living. Um, I'm more interested in the behind the scenes and the creating of the show and how that translates into loving it on the screen. So that would be, I guess, what I dislike about criticism itself. Um, that, and I did sort of disconnect for a while. Like I felt like more like the critics left, like the regular viewer, um, where I maybe would have still enjoyed Zoo, but I might not have been as vocal about enjoying it <laughs> because so many people hated it. So many critics hated it. Um, for the record, everybody I've asked to watch it in my real life loves it. So 
And I'm, I'm not saying that in a critics are wrong. I'm saying that in a, like, I have the same taste as the people in my real life that I'm telling that to versus the critics who do have higher standards for shows. So, yeah. well, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're watching so many shows that yeah. you can't yeah. help but have some kind of higher standard because you have other, your com- basis of comparison is such. Whereas yeah. I'm not, I don't, I'm truly going into it for enjoyment factor, which is why I often don't watch the dramas because I'm, it's not what I'm there for. Yeah. Not that I can't get enjoyment out of drama. It's just not, I'm not drawn to them in the same way. So that was a long roundabout answer to also, you, Also, for me, the friends. I don't know if you're talking about Amory. Yeah. I don't, I can't <laughs> yeah. stand you. No, yeah. Yep. It's true. Ray and I have Yeah, to you should see the friends. machinations I have to go on just to get Ray to come on with Amory once true. a month. We're not recording it's... this at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's very much... It's, it's, yes, the, you don't know this, but that's why I said I don't like the editing. It's very much a good wife situation yeah, here. Yeah, we green screen. <laughs> We've green screened. <laughs> what, is the, what is the audio equivalent? I don't know. Yeah. Slicing? Yes, that's right. It's, the cutting uh, and pasting to get this to sound like they're actually com- conversating is very, very interesting. Jason has to write some really elaborate scripts. Yep. <laughs> that makes us sound like we don't pay attention and don't take notes. So, you know, kudos to Jason. <laughs> yeah, the, indi- the the individual outlines that each of them yes, <laughs> then get and then how I have to talk at, at each time to make sure that it, the introduction goes into the, the right person the right way. I hope but, someone listening doesn't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Or, Guys, or actually, Ray and I are truly two of the best friends to ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're talking about Amory. I gotta, I gotta sign off because I gotta go sign up for my other podcast. <laughs> Anything uh, and everything, Amory hates. She's now joined Gabrielle Union. <laughs> yes, now, now they're it's, TV times three. Now, now they're TV times three. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'll come All right. before we go All crazy. Right. But just one last thing on TV criticism before moving on to the next. The next letter uh, is, I think that one thing about TV criticism is, like you said, Ray, is that, you know, people have, especially people that are getting paid for it, they seem to, they have this high standard that seems to differ from what a lot of viewers are actually watching at times, which is this very similar to what happens in movies, as you see a lot of Transformers does a bazillion dollars, but everybody hates it. Uh, in in the reviews. And so I think it's finding those TV critics where you mesh well with things. And so it's finding people that you have similar taste in and you, f- you follow them as a TV critic because mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, if comedy wise, you could follow Amory and I, uh, but I mean, you'd have to follow us separately because I like stuff and Jason does. Well, she's going to like, we're going to like some comedies, certain types of comedies the same, but then there's other comedies that we, that we don't. But then if you followed, if you continue to follow like me, but you like comedies like Amory does, you would know that certain types of shows that if I didn't like them, you probably would. Uh It's, It's learning about the, you know, the critic or whoever, the reviewer or whoever you're sort of following and, uh, Basically, I like that, everything people don't. Yeah, <laughs> to to find people that you you mesh with, which I think uh, somebody mentioned in one of the in one of the upcoming uh, emails. But uh, oh no, there's two. The next email we got. Chris Vaughn, we have a, we have a bone. I have a bone to pick with you, but let me start. 
hey, congratulations. I have a, little, a listener. I don't want to tell where you are because I don't want people to stalk you um, since episode one <clears> and have never missed a single one. You three have been in my ears at work, in the car, working in the yard, and even on vacation. It took me a while to warm to the giggling and singing from a certain someone, Chris Vaughn, but now I miss it. Prime time. He even added a song, a musical cue for me. Uh, Kyle's been a great addition to the rotation, too. Jason, we have similar tastes in shows, so I especially enjoy your opinions on our common favorites. My question for the three of you is, if you knew then what you know now, would you have made any changes to the format or other aspects of the podcast, including the Asylum Street Spankers, which I also miss? Bonus question, what shows were you surprised to see become huge hits, and what shows did you expect to be really big that didn't pan out? Will we have made any changes to the format? <laughs> well, we have made well, changes well, to the format over time. I think in the beginning... You know what, Chris I would have laughed more. I would have sung more. <laughs> uh, I believe he said that he warmed to it and he no, now I misses it when he, you're not on the podcast. At least he didn't tell me that I need to shut up. We're still getting that. Well, at least he didn't say I really enjoy the weeks that Amory's not on. <laughs> hey, I've seen that happen. <laughs> Isn't that the read between the lines? Kyle's yeah, been a great addition means, to the rotation, like, <laughs> too. <laughs> uh, no, we, 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 we are obviously making fun because we love um, the feedback. But we've made the changes because we, after seven years of keeping the same thing, you know, things do get stale and you need to kind of change it up. And Yeah, things have changed over time. I just don't time. have the capacity to do it every week. And Ray has it, the capacity to do it once a month. And I think it's been <clears> the, great for The interest. Us. Right. Right. TV to do it more than once. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's clear that it's a little debatable if I have I watch enough TV to do it once. Do, but. Exactly. <laughs> Especially during the summer. Right. But then I think you're both referring to the feedback of which I didn't post to the site or add to this because they they sent it in without their name or yes, and with a fake email okay. address. <laughs> but and well, I, anyway. don't, I don't yeah. mind your fake feedback, okay? <laughs> I know that none of the rest of you understand what I'm talking about, but I don't mind. Yes. Uh, but I think in, in in the beginning, I think the thing that we might have done differently, which we ultimately did relatively soon, is we might not have started out sort of topic-based mm -hmm. because we quickly ran out of interesting yep. topics to talk yeah, about. Yeah, this is true. And now the idea of topics has become more of if something pops up, we might add a, add a topic that week yeah. or – as we go through, like now we, you know, we might do like a, a fall preview or a summer preview or something like that, or, or something around Comic Con or something like that as they pop True. up. True. Uh, I mean, the other the other aspect of that was the editing, yeah. <laughs> not the topic space, but the original. Well, the, yes, the very the first original format. Yes. We quickly and by quickly I mean I and then Jason because he took over editing because I was like I can't do this. Yes. The idea of actually that. recording the segment separately quickly went by the wayside as well because it's much easier to do the do some editing if you just have if you just go straight through and record and just move from one topic to the next without actually stopping and stopping the recording and right. and having five different files at the end of it because you did five different segments uh, that week or something. Yes, that was that was also something that uh, went by the wayside quickly. That we, we you live and learn. Yes, <laughs> it was seven years ago. Yes. 
You learn. Yeah, podcasting had only been around for like three years at the time, so. You learn. You, anyway, sorry, I was thinking Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Chris. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, so I think, I think, yeah, I think those are some of the things that we probably would have changed from the inception. Mm-hmm. But mostly I think it stayed somewhat the the same over the course of time as we still mm-hmm. talk about it. It's still, while it was partially topic-based, it was still about talking about uh, different shows from week to week. Yeah. Uh, and and not not doing a sh- a, a show specific podcast. Uh, what was the what was the other question that he had? The other question was what were shows that we were surprised to see become huge hits, and what shows did you expect to be really big that didn't pan out? I'm always dumbfounded when an NCIS has done well anywhere. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I I've been. I don't know how been, One Tree Hill stayed on for 47 years. Oh, my God. Uh, that wretched beast. Yes, <laughs> wretched beast <laughs> reference in the podcast. There was a – let's just – I want to point out in the initial outline that Jason found when we were looking back at our seven years. <laughs> was there the one? The wretched beast is referenced. And here we are seven years later, and it still is commented <laughs> on. <sighs> that oh, show. One Tree Hill. I mean – Otherwise, I don't know. Not that I'm surprised that there's anything that like became a hit that I didn't think, or that like didn't pan out. Anything that didn't pan out like made sense to me, except maybe like I wish Friday Night Lights went ten seasons and Parenthood went twelve, and I do wish Privilege lasts longer. And I wish. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's a lot of shows like that, like Life Unexpected or Privileged or Better Off Ted, man. Better Off Ted. That I would have liked to have seen go longer. I'm a trophy wife. Really yes, tro- trophy wife. I, that's something considering how well Modern Family you know, had done and stuff, and that yeah. the and people that weren't the people weren't interested in watching <laughs> Trophy Wife. Uh, that there's there's a there's a few. I'm tr- I was trying to think of shows that that I thought were going to be that I thought were going to be big. It's so hard to remember, like because when a show like comes and just and goes. <laughs> I like so forget about it and go on to uh, the next thing. I uh, thought Kings would do better. I thought Terra Nova would do better. I thought, or that the <clears> networks <throat> would have more faith in them and sick because they were expensive shows. Yeah, there's a lot of shows that I would have thought maybe did better until you actually saw them. And then you're like, wow, this is. I loved this, Kings. Like, this is what they did with that premise. I did. I loved Kings. Yeah, so I don't know. And it's also like what actually qualifies as a hit, you know, these days. Mm. Uh, but something like I would say something that I'm surprised gets as many people to watch it as it does is something like Scorpion, which is ridiculous. I watch every episode of that show. I love it. <laughs> I can't. I don't know why. I'm just. Too. I don't know why either. I've seen every episode, just too, including tonight's premiere, which is completely ridiculous. But always is. I really. I really tried to think about this, uh, about this question, and and really couldn't come up with a lot of shows that, you know, there obviously there's the you know all the short lived shows are things that I really enjoyed, and you know like Pushing Daisies or or a Firefly that you wonder why oh, did, Pushing Daisies why didn't they do better like why didn't why weren't they able to garner uh, more well, of an Mars stay around for a few more seasons. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got a movie. We got a movie. 
All right, we could just keep going forever with this list. Come on um, now. I will, I will add this last thing. Not because I thought it was amazing, and I do love James Wolk, but I was very surprised to see Lone Star crash and burn. <sighs> I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, that's another one of those things where, like, every critic loved it. And I, I liked it, too. I thought it was pretty good, but it... I like Adrian Palicki. That's about as far as my like for the show went. Oh, I mean, and James Wolk, obviously. But with all of that positive talk about it going into it, nobody even checked out the first episode. It wasn't that yeah. people people tried it and didn't like it. People didn't even think the concept of the, or the idea was interesting and didn't even didn't even tune in at all. So yeah, those those are the things that I I, I do find interesting in in those types of things is the shows that. Uh, do get positive buzz going in, but yet once they air, even if even if there's something that I liked, I'm always surprised that nobody. It doesn't. It's like nobody checked even checked it out. Mm-hmm. And very few shows do what Empire did and grow from week to week. A lot of times, which I'm still dumbfounded by that. A lot of times, you get your biggest audience in the in the first episode, and then it drops off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe it, it starts to grow back up a, a little bit, or you you have something like a Sons of Anarchy that gets buzz and grows in subsequent seasons. That that type of things tends to happen. But mm-hmm. the when but when TV watchers just flat out reject a show, <laughs> like without even without even trying it, even though it's gotten positive buzz, uh, that's always that's always interesting to me. So thank you, Chris. We appreciate your feedback. And, yeah, and you, uh, you obviously have great taste in television. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, via contact form, Sam wrote, as a longtime listener, I just wanted to congratulate everyone on seven years. I can't really recall when I started to listen, but I want to say it was very early on. Just like Jason, I'm a fellow TV-holic. I watch way too much TV, good and bad. So I enjoy listening to everyone talk about TV in regards to what they did like and what they did not. Because when I do it with my friends, they think I'm a dork. I'm like, we're all right there with you, Sam. (laughs) Uh, And given that I live in LA, I look forward to listening to the latest steps while stuck in traffic. As I've been traveling, Sam, I can feel you on that one. Um, While I enjoy the OG Can you ask Sam if he has to move his car every... (laughs) Sam, do you have to move your car every two hours? Does it kill you? Anyway, while I enjoy the OG crew, I realize that Sam may be a lady. Sam, do you... We said he. You may be a she. Apologies. Um, The biggest thing that I like is the rotating host that you have. If anything, it had me look for their podcasts and add them to my playlist. Again, live in LA. I have a lot of time to listen to them. See, and people think I'm mentioning my travel a little too much, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's interesting to get different opinions, not to mention it seems to also open up talking about different shows that are not in the normal rotation. Anyway, keep up the good work and to keep the recommendations coming. Uh, for FYI, I watched Killjoys because Jason kept mentioning it. Can't wait to see what the next year, seven years brings. What I love about this is because I'm reading it verbatim. And much like when Jason writes sometimes an outline or like one of us writes an outline, there's like a letter missing. I'll read it verbatim. Sam. Can wait to see what the next seven years brings. Not can't wait. Sam can wait, which I love. <laughs> I love it. I love when it's, it's amazing. Um, thank you, Sam. We appreciate you listening to us. We apologize for basically anything I've ever said. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for the feedback. And 
and for listening for however long it has been that you've been. (laughs) It's true, though, because I think that the rotation has added, like Sam pointed out, different shows. Because for a while, we all watch the same shows. We're all going to talk about the same things we've watched repeatedly. So having new people on does open it up for more stuff. Yeah, that was that was also something that I did notice noticed early on is that because it was the same three of us each week as we went through We would send emails, we were like, Well, I guess I could talk about it. I watched it. Yeah. Don't have anything to add. But it would be the shows that you could talk about from week to week tended to be the same shows because we were watching what we were watching. Exactly. And so from week to week we, we knew what everybody was watching. And so to be able to create a conversation around the the shows and choose things that at least two of us had been watching mm-hmm. it tended to be at various times you know the same group of shows would would pop up from week to week and so that is one thing that happened with bringing on guests from week to week is that everybody's watching is not watching the same stuff the people that we have on tend to be watching enough stuff that there all tends to be something that we're all watching at a given time, but from week to week, while certain shows might always, you know, because there's a lot of stuff happening, might pop up to the top uh, and and get talked about for oh. you know two or three weeks in a row. I know, I know. We do Sorry. end up with lots of different shows. We we get we get a chance to hit on lots of different shows, which is another reason why I like <laughs> going back to the first question. Uh, this is that bringing on people to to talk about get a chance to talk about shows you know even more so that you you don't normally get to talk about i want to start a public beef with kyle um i was thinking about it chris vaughn says kyle's been a great addition kyle is team dawson (laughs) it's true and i want to put him on blast (laughs) he's a great addition except he's team dawson he's probably team christopher too god love him but no, it's been a fun seven years, and, and if I'm is, being honest, yeah. if we're doing this in seven more years, I just don't know. Like, I I can't. I don't know. We can promise you seven more years, Sam. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. But who who would have thought that necessarily we would have still been? Nope, never. At least <laughs> once a month. Nobody <laughs> doing this no podcast. One. None of us. <laughs> But we're Not here. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but this here has been, we are. Yeah. But this has been a fun segment. But I like, like this segment. I wish people it. would write in more often to ask That's questions true. because that would is this this that is a segment of the show I would like to do because like having different people on each week, giving you different shows to talk about, having people send in questions gives you different topics to talk about as well that Sometimes Correct. you don't. Uh, and it lets us know what you're interested in and would like to hear about. So, as always, feedback at tvtimes3.com. Or, as Chris and Sam did, you can use the feedback form on the website. Or you can leave a comment. Or you can Twitter us like uh, Carl did. That sounded don't weird. Twitter. It always sounds weird to Twitter to say to Twitter <laughs> us. Yeah, don't Twitter me. <laughs> Personal space, people. <laughs> Um, yes I just have nothing to add to that outro there's a song called outro on the I feel like I mentioned this before um, on one of Rilo Kylie's albums it's really good you should look it up and there's a song called 
I want to say outro by the format. That's really good. Two music recommendations for you. Um, you can find links to our recommendations and Jason's new podcast in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash... <coughs> Sorry, I'm watching people Sorry. walk by the window and I don't like it. It sounded like you said you could find links to our recommendations in his podcast. I was like, what? Hold, please. Let me start over. You can find links to our recommendations <laughs> and Jason's new podcast in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 291. Next week, Jason will be joined by Makisha Madden-Toby, who writes for Essence and The Wrap and does TV Madness podcast. And Melissa, is it Giramonte or Hiramonte? I've never asked her. Um, from the Televixen.com and the Remotely Girly podcast for the CW Fall TV Preview 2015. Yes, that, that is the next uh, preview. And in regards to TV Party... We sit glued to the TV set all night. The, the Asylum Street Spankers... Uh, have given permission, or at least their manager has, to use the song. Unfortunately, the song is not written by the Asylum Street Spankers, so oh. I am Wait, personally... Wait, hold up. This takes on a whole new... This is amazing. What, ha what happened? Who wrote it? It's their cover of a song that was written in 1982. Oh, my oh. God. These people. I'm blanking on the... I think it, Black Flag or Way Back that uh, originally wrote the song... And this is their cover of it. And so while I have permission from the band to use their track, I don't necessarily have permission. Oh, my God. I need to go listen to this original song now. <laughs> I had no idea this is a thing. It's, it's a complete – I didn't – I knew I knew that a while ago. I, I think Kyle had mentioned that it was – that he didn't like the – this is a much better version than the original. But I didn't really think of it as being – since it was – available for use through the website that we were right. using it through. I didn't really think of it that way. But when the manager wrote back, he said, I don't have any problem with you using it, but <laughs> to be a hundred percent correct, you need, right. it's, it's written. It's act. The song's actually written by so-and-so. So I am in the process of trying to contact that person or management of that person to see if it can secure. Well, They're, they're active right now again. Sorry, I'm reading about Black Flag now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, so that's where we're at with TV Party. I was hoping, while well, I got some response from one, I haven't gotten response from the other. I was hoping that maybe to be able to return the music by uh, this episode, but it doesn't look like that's going to work. So now I'm shooting for episode 300. Uh, so hopefully, maybe we'll be able to get that back as uh, the music or we'll have to go about uh, finding something else or I could go back into the archives and there was actually a time where we were trying to write our own song was it? as the opening for the podcast. There was, I don't remember that at all. Yes. There was talk of, of maybe trying to get like your brother's band to sing it or my brother's band would sing it. He's really good. I think my friend wrote one, didn't she? I thought I remember my friend writing it. Yeah, one of yeah, one of your friends. We were we were sort of going back. Who and is forth. an author now? So we could have had a famous author have written our song. Sweet <laughs> yeah. Sean Yep. Oh wow, I do not remember. I don't, I don't remember where. I don't. I'm sure it's in my email somewhere, but I'll have to look. For yeah, we you, had but. like lyrics, and then somebody else would change it up a little bit, and then somebody would go, "What about this?" and and what have you. And so yeah, that was actually the. There, that was Imagine actually a thing. That, Tom Morrow 2.0. Yeah, that was actually a thing. Well, the plumber's on his way. Well, that's good to know. Two and a half hours um, after he was supposed to be here. 
I'm glad that he waited until we were done. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Well, it's true, though, because if he was going to ring the buzzer in Alex's apartment... The button it's... to get started. Yes? So loud. <laughs> <laughs> That I have literally jumped out of my seat every time someone buzzes in. <laughs> I would have peed, I think, it was out of excitement. Well, on that note. <laughs> I wouldn't actually have peed, guys. Come on. I need to, well, I don't have to move my car, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Wait, you've been needing to move your car circle. while you've been traveling? <laughs> my car is in a spot that I don't have two-hour parking. I can park all night if I want. Wow. I guess you're so not going have, anywhere now. <laughs> That's Amory. She's parking all night. Yep. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, you guys. I have no comment. Uh, on that note. We, fi- we found a way. <laughs> we found yeah. a way. All right, this is a really long podcast, so have fun editing this, baby. Yes. 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 I need to go. Although I'm sure, if, as people have listened, I've done a lot less editing as time has gone on. It's yeah. it's much He's more like, just. I just don't care anymore. Well, it's not that. It's much more. There's no just... raining in that a hole, Amory. <laughs> <laughs> and Amory, up until this point, he didn't have to put a. <laughs> I didn't I use he... the word. I used the TV network version. All right, you're. Uh, she did drop it earlier. Uh, <laughs> Although that sounds all really right, terrible now. Oh my we God. don't need to talk about these. <laughs> this is amazing. This is what people are talking about when they're like, those idiots don't know what they're doing. <laughs> this right here is the segment we need to play with. Yes, but this is also, as we talked about. I hope this is about, going at the end of the <laughs> This yeah. is also why we talk, why we like doing the podcast is because we get to hang out with our friends and talk about a subject that we like. Exactly. Okay. I don't really... <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't really like to talk about Amory's defecating, but. (laughs) Okay, I have to hang up. Uh, Because of the plumber. (laughs) Unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) We will get better than that. Oh my God. Bye. Hit the record button. Okay. Amory, say something. Well, they haven't canceled my flight yet. That's good. Because of the Pope. <laughs> and Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a good follow-up to that. <laughs> <laughs> what are we at now? Thir- four, 12? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> only, only 12 more to go. i got to tell you, uh, some of our feedback was that we giggled too much and didn't really have a train of thought. And I got to be honest, seven years later, <laughs> still have it. Yeah, if only they listened to the pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be really impressed by the actual show if they heard the pre-show. This is so true. Eleven more to go. <laughs> <sighs> All right. We are recording, so let's go. We are recording, so we can go whenever you go. Welcome. Nope. <laughs> I forgot I have to say hello first. <laughs> okay. Hold. Nope. Damn it. <laughs> I almost said hold, please. Amory.